We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Kansas City Chiefs survived in overtime and are facing the Jaguars this week. And Kansas Jayhawks are going bowling. I have everything you need to know right here on The Best of Everything. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. This is the best everything presented by Charlie Hustle. I'm your host, Michaela Bennett. First off, these awesome new shirts by Charlie Hustle. We have shirts, we have hoodies, Kansas City Sports Network. They're amazing, so soft. Definitely check them out. But the Kansas City Chiefs just outlasted the Tennessee Titans in overtime last Sunday night. And it was not the prettiest. But one thing that we found out is Patrick Mahomes is still that guy. And the Chiefs can still win late in the game. They can still come back and pull out those wins when they need to. You know, we've lost Tyreek Hill, and a lot of people say the Chiefs can't come back anymore. But this game kind of showed that the Chiefs can win in multiple ways. A lot of different guys stepping up to make that happen. Well, BJ Kissel sat down with Nate Taylor this week on five burning questions to ask him what he thinks of this team and... What is the biggest key to the Chiefs if they go to the Super Bowl? What will take them to the Super Bowl this year? They have multiple ways to counterattack whatever a defense gives them. And I think Chiefs fans yeah. should still trust that Steve Spagnuolo, as these younger players get more experience, will find the adequate adjustments. Um, the Chiefs can win in multiple ways, and that will guide you sometimes to a Super Bowl. Um, and so I think Chiefs fans should feel comfortable, even though it's not the way they want most games to go, um, or it's not as thrilling as I said earlier. But I do think Chiefs fans should feel good about the idea that like Mahomes can still be amazing in the fourth quarter, the defense can still be serviceable, and can actually statistically trend better. I think over the course of the second half of the season, that's what Steve Spagnuolo's teams usually do. Um, yeah. And as long as your offensive line is intact, you have an advantage over a lot of offenses in the league who have struggled with an influx of guys in and out and just a lack of consistency from the offensive line standpoint moving forward so it's not the best coaching job yeah. i think from the chiefs offense um but i do think they they are still talented enough to to overcome uh yeah. a pretty adverse situation 
That's why I like talking to you so much. You, you spark like six things in my mind. I have to like take notes <laughs> over here to remember to bring all of them up because uh, as far as play calling, the one thing I'll say, and we had a second screen watch party, so you can go back mm. and not you know watch us watch a game, but uh, make a lot of comments about expecting to see more of the you know the jet sweep action. You know, the stuff up the middle with the running wasn't working. And right. you know, they tried the kind of reverse, you know, jet sweep pitch yeah. mm-hmm. to McColl that they got a little bit. I mean, he got six yards on first down, which was a lot better than the, you know, 1.1 1. Yeah. 1 or 1.2 <laughs> they were getting uh, running the ball up the middle on first down, which uh, had Kent Swanson about to lose his mind uh, every time <laughs> they did it. But a couple things. One, I didn't think about this point until you just kind of alluded, you were talking around it, that talking about coming off the bye week and how tired the Titans defense was the fact that chiefs ran 92 plays offensively mm-hmm. wore them down. And I wonder how much that benefited the chiefs coming off the bye because of how mm-hmm. many plays they ran on that side um, that the Titans Titans defense at the end of the overtime, they were exhausted. Cooked. Like it wasn't yeah. just Jeffrey Simmons. Those guys were done. Yeah. And I didn't think about it uh, until this point uh, that, you know, that might, that probably had a whole lot to do with it coming off the bye where the, our guys were a little more fresh, a little more rested. Mm. That's a really good point. BJ makes is that the chiefs had a bye week and yes, Andy Reed after a bye week, his record is just crazy good, but having that extra rest really helped out for the chiefs with all those plays going on. And we saw just exactly why Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And on one-on-one this week, Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito sit down to talk about just that. Mike DeVito talks about how he was lucky enough, well, maybe not lucky is the right word, but to witness Tom Brady as a player and a fan, and now the new transition into the new generation of the Patrick Mahomes era and how Patrick Mahomes really is the best of the best, the best we've ever seen, and we are witnessing greatness right now. I don't know if every generation says the same thing, but we're, we're really lucky. Um, and as a player, I wasn't very lucky, but I was lucky to be alive and, and be able to witness Tom Brady's career. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, you know, nothing's come, nothing has ever come close to that at any position. I mean, he, and arguably any sport, what he's done is incredible, but now, you know, so I got to see that. And now you get to see Pat Mahomes who's coming up and just, Again, the same thing, this is level of dominance that's just, you know, it's otherworldly to watch him play. And, uh, you, you know, I just, you're lucky to, I just, as a football fan, lucky to, to get a chance to watch these, you know, these guys in their prime. I mean, it's just, it's been incredible. You see uh, Pat's name back in the MVP as an MVP, yeah. you know, the top, top guy for MVP. And I think that's certainly the case. I mean, he's just, I don't know, and I've said this a million times, I don't know how as a defender you you prepare for that. I mean, I don't know. You, you, so many things that you can get from Kansas City's offense, right? You can get these elaborate and abstract run games. Uh, you can get um, 80 pass plays. I mean, it's just, you just never know. It's so diverse. And with Pat Mahomes and the other weapons, uh, I couldn't imagine being in a defensive room and trying to break, break that down. I do want to, so... I do want to go big picture real quick, though, Jeff, because I compared this year to last year. And the one thing that I really like about this year is even though some of these games have been ugly, we're winning the close games, right? We're we're finishing these games. If you remember last year, a lot of these games were close games and we were losing those games. Yeah, the difference between last year and this year is different. I mean, last year we weren't winning these tough games that were close during the regular season and, and it, it 
it drug on to the playoffs. We lost the AFC Championship, mm-hmm. you know, in a close game to the Cincinnati Bengals in the same fashion that we did in the regular season. So it's really encouraging seeing them bring out these regular season games in, in, in tight fashion. Um, Tennessee, they, they figure out a way to make the game ugly. They do that against every opponent. Um, they're kind of forced to play their style of play because they have a dominant running back. It's almost like early 90s football. They're going to come out, you know, they're going to run the ball, play sound defense. And mm. sometimes that's tough because you're not going to have as many possessions. This game, I know we dominated at the time of possession, um, but normally they're dominating it. So it was good to see us pull it out, especially a close one. Jeff Allen definitely said it right there that, you know, winning those key games are important. And the Chiefs, there's a lot of questions headed into this season of if they were going to be able to still win without Terry Hill, without some different personnel. But the Chiefs have proven that they can pull out those tough wins. They can pull out those close games and come out on the on the right side there. But on Outside the Trenches this week, Nick Lucky, BJ Kissel, and Tucker Franklin sit down to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the game this Sunday. What is the biggest things that the Chiefs should be working on this week? And what are the biggest takeaways they should have from this game? Now, Nick says right here that hopefully the Chiefs maybe try some different things. Maybe they feed the ball to Pacheco a lot, or they just try some different offense schemes because it's the Jaguars and it's not a conference game. You know, it's not a AFC West conference um, division, I mean. And the Chiefs can maybe try some different things out. It's not really a, a great matchup with the Jaguars. So maybe, maybe we see a little bit type of different different environment the Chiefs I honestly think that the Chiefs will win and, and I think I'm I'm hoping that this is when I get the false hope like the Chiefs are going to feed Pacheco you know they're going to just feed Pacheco all day and they're going to be like wow this works and they're going to they're going to kick their ass you know I think they're going to kick their ass but then there's going to be something where they see where Mahomes struggles a bit and then they turn to the running game like oh wow this this you know this helps us out when we run the ball so I'm thinking like, you know, 32, I'm thinking 42, 42, I'm thinking like 42 to another, their friends, 35, 35 to uh, like 17, but that seven, like it'll be 10 in that last second, it'll be like a last second touchdown that like, why are you running the ball? Like, let's just stop. Tucker, over under for this over under for this game set of 51 uh spread at nine and a half still the spread has had some movement i think it opened early at like 12 i want to say and then has gone down which i think has been kind of interesting uh if i can pull this up here from DraftKings, uh DraftKings has actually had the spread at nine and a half the whole time fun fact um so i don't know what i was looking at uh i think that the chiefs do cover i think it's a two possession game uh, and I think it's one of those games uh, that's going to be in control of the Chiefs, but might look a little closer towards the end, right? And a lot of those going in the 2021 season where the Chiefs would like play really good for two quarters, like for the first half, and they'd be up. The the, the Buccaneers game is the yeah, one that Tampa, sticks out to me, where they, where they played so well in the first half, and then at the end of the game, it was like, fake close like Tampa Bay really didn't have an opportunity to win that game but um is it could be one of those games where the Chiefs play really well for the first half and then I kind of let off the gas a little bit so I'm going to say over under 51 uh interesting another a fact about Arrowhead Stadium uh one and three over under record so the unders have hit most of the time when it comes to Arrowhead this season it is a noon game the Chiefs uh you might know their other new game that they had this season. 
they lost. It was the Indianapolis Colts. Also, after a Sunday night game. Um, interesting fact as well. So I'm going to say it is 24-14. But fake, wow. fake close. Fake close. The 24 just, in the whole way. And to Nick's point, you know, we – we try to make the, these points about, okay, their secondary is struggle. They play a lot of zone that fits into the chiefs. And so obviously my mom's going to a big game and that's where they would come out and give the ball to the running backs. And they'd run for, you know, 180 yards because you expect them to do the opposite. <laughs> but I just can't sit here and look at a, a defensive secondary that struggled like they have and not expect the chiefs to put up at least 35, 38 points. Um, so I'm going to think the chiefs are going to win about 38, 17 um, I do think Travis Etienne, they're going to give him the ball. They're going to try to slow it down. I think the first quarter might be a little slow, but as soon as the Chiefs get into a rhythm, if they do not not, if they do not get any pressure on Patrick Mahomes, he is going to light up this secondary. And so I just, I'm not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. I, I know Nick's wishful thinking is that they're going to run the football. I just, I don't see it happening in this one. If the Chiefs can stop Travis Etienne, I don't, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to give him a few. Uh, I think they're going to get some some short fields. I think he's going to force it a little bit. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo's pressure, it, it doesn't fit well to a young quarterback the way that Steve Spagnuolo likes to send guys and put a lot of strain on those guys. So uh, it's the last game without Frank Clark, as well as he's finishing up his two-game suspension. So hopefully we see uh, Frank back. And you know maybe we'll see a George Karloftis sack this week. That'd be great. He's got to get back on pace here. He's got to average about one and a half. He's got to average about one and a half for the rest of the year uh, to flirt flirt with that record that I said he was going to break that I'll bring up every time and wear that one for myself. Well, BJ gave his prediction right there and I don't know. Has Karloftis been a bit of a disappointment this year? You guys can tell us, but I think that's, you know, BJ had very high hopes for Karloftis going into the season and he's only a rookie. So Hopefully he'll get better over time, but he had some high hopes. So we'll see. Has he been overrated? Let us know. But on Casey Lab this week, they previewed the Jaguars game. And Matt and Craig talked about what their key player is going to be in this game. Who is going to step up and who is going to need to be need to make the biggest difference in this game? And they both chose a defensive guy, which is I think somewhat like to think something to think about for sure. The the guys talked about Nick Bolton, and I think Nick Bolton, I'm gonna be biased from Mizzou. He's been a great addition to the Chiefs. And I think he's someone that no one really expected a lot out of him at first, but he's been a great addition and made some really great plays. And he's gonna need to do that more consistently moving forward. Nicholas Bolton is my player to watch. <laughs> In this game, the Chiefs are going to need more than one splashy play in the fourth quarter from Nick Bolton to win this game, to stop the Jaguars' rushing attack, to stop the Jaguars and Travis Etienne. Nick Bolton will have to show up with his splashy play, not in the fourth quarter, but earlier in the game. He cannot get bullied around. He cannot be late getting to the tackle box. He cannot let offensive lineman free climb up to him and push him eight yards down the field and then recover by making one run stop late in the second half. Those run stops have been huge. They have been momentum swinging huge plays for Nick Bolton. They really have, and they have helped the chiefs team, but everything that's happened in the three and a half quarters before those plays has been bad. And I think the way this Jaguars rushing attack is set up the speed and how dynamic it is. If that is the case through three and a half quarters again this week, 
the Jaguars will move the ball with absolute ease against this Chiefs uh, Chiefs defense. I think he's ETN and this Jaguars rushing attack is more dangerous against the Chiefs defense than the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry were. Ooh, ooh. I'll 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 hear it from the diversity of that standpoint. And please, Steve, do everything you can to make sure that Willie's kicking out on ETN and flat. Please, <laughs> please, 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 please. That man is fast. Uh, that's not Nick's forte. So please make sure Willie's in the flat. My player to watch this week is going to seem like an obvious one, but I'm doing it anyway. Chris Jones. Um, uh, Chris Jones has had a good year. I, I don't want to say that he's had a bad year by any means. I think it's been a quieter year, but a more consistent year for Chris Jones. And I think what we're going to see is Jaguars are going to try and move him off the spot. They're going to try and get him in single blocks in the run game. And that has its advantages and it doesn't. Um, I don't know that the Jaguars guards are good enough to really take advantage of him in those regards. And I don't know that they're especially good enough to be able to down block, you know, with a tackle or something like that. When they do try and pull, try and get these GH counters and things like that, that we do like to see them get to the edge. I think Chris Jones is going to be living in the backfield at this game because he's going to be able to beat up on these guys in the pass game. I think he's going to be able to chase down and blow some stuff up in the run game as well. I actually think this is a one of the splashier Chris Jones games just based on watching this offensive line, watching them try and pick stuff up and watching them having to deal with guys that are really good. They haven't had to deal with too many of them on the interior so far, but the guys that are good on the interior, they have really struggled against. I think this is a Chris Jones breakout game. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you about some of these strange tall boys of beer that you might see in the bottled water section of your favorite store. Well, it's not actually beer. It's a liquid mountain spring water company from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And you might be wondering, Tucker, why is it called Liquid Death? Well, let me tell you, it's because they'll brutally murder your thirst. That's right. Not only are they going to brutally murder your thirst, they are going to brutally murder plastic pollution in the process. It's wonderful with their infinitely recyclable aluminum cans. They also donate 10% of their proceeds from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. It's great. They've got four flavors. They have regular sparkling water. They've got still water, which is the mountain spring water. And they have uh, mango. They have uh, berry flavored. And they also have the one I like here, the severed lime. I'm going to go ahead and crack it on open. And you can get a liquid death at your local Target, Walmart, 7-Eleven, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store located tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, hopefully Chris Jones has a few sacks and we get those Big Macs. And hopefully George Karloftis also steps up. But... Speaking of breakthrough games, breakout games, the Kansas Jayhawks are going bowling. They are bowl eligible. And who would have thought that before the season? I mean, it's the Kansas Jayhawks. If you would have said K-State, absolutely sure everyone. Yeah, yeah, won't bite an eye. But the Kansas Jayhawks, Lawrence, they are going bowling. That is incredible. On eight no seats this week, they talk about just that and how the team has really turned it around this year. What what are fans going to expect going forward? What can they expect for the rest of the season? The Kansas football Jayhawks are officially bowl eligible, boys. Sounds absolutely insane to say out loud. AB's got a bowl in his hand. You love to see it. I was hoping for a bowling ball, but a bowl will do yeah. fine. Um, boys, I can't believe the Hawks did. Lance Leipold, absolutely insane. Um, AB, you texted two years ago. We were zero and nine. Like, and now we're bowling and we still have, I mean, we could rack up a few more wins if, if we play well these final few weeks. So we're going bowling. B-turn, I'll start with you. Uh, how, do, how, how do you feel? What do you think of yesterday's performance? And, and what do you, I don't know, just give me your thoughts. Yeah, it feel, obviously feels amazing. They started 5-0 and oh, and you start to get worried. They lose three in a row. And obviously it creeps in the back of your mind that they could lose out. I mean, no game on the schedule is going to be easy in the Big 12. You had Oklahoma State coming to town ranked. Luckily, Spencer Sanders didn't play. But, yeah, this you just said it. Program was winless two years ago. Les Miles handed it over to Lance. Uh, winless season. Lance doesn't even get a full off season. We saw it. We, we started to believe the program was turning at the end of last year when they were competing. They beat Texas, and they hung in all those games we've talked about previously. But – Takes over a winless program. They're competing last year, and then this year they start five and zero. They get game day in Lawrence. They're a top twenty program. They're six and three going bowling, with three games to go. I think they can win this weekend. But yeah, yesterday, Ryan, me and you talked about it in the parking lot before the game. We want to see this team put a complete game together and start quick, start fast. Wow. Every game it feels like they're trailing. Obviously, Duke they came out they were winning that game, but wanted to come out fast, not let a I guess get a, a freshman quarterbacks. Don't let they don't keep him in the game. Start fast, bury them, which we come out 7-0, and then we get to the one-yard line. We only end up getting three. So they made it a 10-7 game, and then Bean broke off a 73-yard run, which I saw last night was the longest run by a KU quarterback in KU history, and it was unreal. He took off, and he's all, we've known about his feet for a long time, but he was – I haven't been this happy for a KU football player in a long time. Like – yeah. I just I'm so happy for the guy. He was nearly flawless yesterday. He obviously got some criticism the last few weeks. He's turned the ball over a couple times in big spots, but he's also made a lot of big plays. TCU, yeah. um, we talked about that game plenty. A lot of people think we could have won if JD played, but I thought Bean was great in that game and yeah. we had a chance to win. So he deserves a lot of credit. You saw him crying after the game, showing a ton of emotion. I'm just super happy for him and he's a big reason we're going bowling. 
Well, another team that I don't know if it's been a shocking season or a surprising season, but definitely a different season. The Tennessee Volunteers, Mizzou will head to take them on this weekend. And on Mizzou, that's who they talked about what to expect from this game. Mizzou fans are not expecting to win this. I understand that. But what type of game will this be? Gabe Darman says maybe it's going to be a blowout. He's seen some pretty bad blowouts, you know, before. And do do the do the Tigers need a new refresh in their offense? Do they need an offensive coordinator? There's just a lot of questions, and I don't think the Tennessee game is necessarily going to help answer these questions. I think, unfortunately, this is just going to be a rough week for Mizzou. But who knows? Mizzou took on Georgia very very tightly, and. Yes, they were at home for that game. And I think that makes a big difference. And Maggie Johnson says it right here that this is going to be the loudest environment that some of these Mizzou Tigers have ever played in. If arguably not all of them have ever played in. It is going to be 106,000 fans at Tennessee. And that is just so loud. And they are just, they are fighting for a college football playoff spot right now. Like they are still in the hunt. So Tennessee is going to be hungry for a massive win this week. I mean, it's going to be the loudest environment they've ever played in. I would say almost every single one of those players. Um, Because even two years ago, for those that did play there two years ago, um, it's a different, it's a different vibe being a title contender. 108,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be different. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. And I think that our crowd helped us, you know, in that Georgia game for sure. Our defense, most definitely. It, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for our offense to hear anything in that stadium. And and I saw some Missouri fans coming out of that game saying, "Hey, well, maybe this sets up well. Tennessee's gonna be let down because their season's done." It's not. Tennessee has every chance to still make the college football playoff. I think a pretty good chance. Um, so they still have everything to play for. And like somewhere below the surface in this is. I doubt Josh Heupel has a lot of sympathy for Missouri fans. And I doubt Josh Heupel in Tennessee have a lot of sympathy for, even though he didn't mean it the way he was, it was taken Missouri's head coach who kind of threw a barb at Tennessee again before the season started. You know, I I can't remember the exact comment, but it was, it, it was something about, you know, their, their record or what what his record could have been against Tennessee using not ineligible recruits or something like that. You know, I don't know if you guys remember that. It was preseason. Yeah. And he meant it as a joke. He meant it as saying kudos to Tennessee. I'm 0-2 against them. They've kicked my ass. But that's not the way it came across or was taken by Tennessee fans. Right. Yeah, I did actually forget about that until um, until you just mentioned that again. But you know what? I, I, I mean, <laughs> if the question is, has Eli Drinkwood's taken a shot at this team Missouri's about to play this week? The answer is usually yes, if we're yeah. being honest. Right. But we, like, lost by, like, what, 40-something last year? Oh, so yeah. it's oh – <clears throat> I mean, it, I'm already that was hurt. Truly, they can't really hurt me anymore. I mean, I'm sure they could, but I, I mean, I have seen 73 nothing and 66 nothing at Missouri. That Tennessee game was like right there with those. It was every bit as uncompetitive.
Hey, sorry to interrupt again, but I've got to tell you about our sponsor, Trade Coffee. And going to a coffee shop is a great experience, but it's not something most of us can do every day. If you're looking for that delicious local coffee shop taste on a daily basis, it's so much easier to get that with Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so easy for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment needed. It's wonderful. Whether you know what you're doing and you already know what kind of coffee you like or you're looking and you need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans or however you make it your coffee at home. They will send it to you. It's absolutely perfect. It's a win-win in my book there. Here's how you got to do it. You're going to upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering listeners a total of $30 off their subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Drinktrade.com slash KCSN. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. You know, speaking of postseason, bowl season, all of that fun stuff, on 3Mall this week, Cole, Derek, and John sat down to talk about the Big 12 championship and who they see going to it. Will K-State make it? Does K-State have the easiest path to the championship the rest of the year? I mean, there are some other contenders, but what's K-State's odds of going to the Big 12 championship this year? The guys chime in. We could talk about the Big 12 championship picture, too. I mean, well, I mean, I was just going to bring this. I've got the schedules up in front of me. I mean, mean, K-State has the best one left. Yeah, easiest. I would say yes by by a nose um, because it's not easy. I mean, I Kansas looked pretty damn good on Saturday. I understand they're playing broken Oklahoma State, but they just that offense continues to roll. Um, So you got at Baylor, at West Virginia, and Kansas for K-State. Uh, Baylor, to your guys' point, has K-State, TCU at Texas. TCU is at Texas, at Baylor, but then Iowa State at home. Uh, Texas is TCU at Kansas and then Baylor. Uh, so they get two of the three in Austin, but, man, TCU, Kansas, and Baylor are three teams I wouldn't want to be messing around with. So, I, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a wild, wild last three weeks of the season based yeah. on the schedules and where everybody's at. Everybody <laughs> controls their own destiny except K-State, who needs a Texas loss in there. I think, man – See, with Texas having to play TCU and Baylor, look, I think Texas beats TCU this weekend. Um, unfortunately, I think that's the case. I think TCU's kind of running on borrowed time a little bit. I think they've ran into a lot of luck, and I think now they're going to run into a team that is actually more talented than them, and they're going to meet their maker a little bit, I think. But, and if Kansas State can get past Baylor, what I do like to happen, what I do think could happen, I think Baylor is a team that can beat Texas. Yeah, I uh, look. I don't. I don't want to come across. Uh, for, Kansas is a team that could beat Texas and Lawrence. Yeah, but I think Texas gets revenge. Yeah, I, I can't see KU beating Texas because I can't see KU stopping Bijan Robinson. Uh, there's yeah, no, you're, you're no, probably right. Yeah, no Texas. chance. 
Texas is pissed. They want that game probably worse than any other game, which is funny. Yeah, they've heard the jokes enough probably, and they'll come into that one motivated. And I just – KU could gear up and try to stop the run as much as they can and just, you know, as bad as KU's run defense is, defense overall, I just can't see them able to stop them. So, look, I, I don't want to come across too negative here, but I honestly – it's it feels like, in my mind, a less than 20% chance that K-State can make it to Arlington now because you're talking about K-State having to win out, uh, which is very hard in itself, starting with at Baylor. And then you're talking about Texas needing to lose a game probably at home. And and I honestly think Texas is going to win out. So I, I disagree. I think Texas is losing. I think the tougher part here is K-State winning out. I think the, I, it just well, depends. I think Texas has beaten TCU in Kansas. So it's going to come down to the Baylor game for me when they play Baylor. Or yeah. K State actually Baylor's going to decide this I think because they're they're playing Texas and K State so I think they're going to basically decide who goes. Well, it's definitely getting down to that time of year in college football where every game matters and every game is important as they head into bowl season, postseason, college football playoff. Everyone is fighting for a chance to be bowl eligible to go to the football playoff and there's been a lot of shakeups this year I mean there's teams that no one really thought they would be this bad or this good so it is interesting to see what will happen the rest of the way K-State goes to Baylor this week Mizzou heads to Tennessee and Kansas takes on Patrick Mahomes alma mater Texas Tech and the Kansas City Chiefs will take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday I will have every single thing that you need to know right here next week on the best everything presented by Charlie Hustle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.